Okay. Hey, everybody. We're glad that you are back for episode number four, or maybe this is your very first episode of the Hideous Bride podcast. If it is, thank you for being here. I want to remind you that you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on audio podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, wherever you choose to listen. But wherever you choose to listen or watch, uh, just do it on a regular basis and share it with your friends. I'm Mark, and this is my co-host, Nate. We are so glad that you have joined us today. Nate, oh, today we're talking about, you know, don't you don't have to tell me the truth, just don't lie to me. So I got to yes. be honest and start off by saying I have had a crappy second half on the week. <laughs> I mean... Oh, just to be just to be honest, that sums up mine. How's your week been? You've been having some fun. Yeah, um, I wish I could say I'm I'm uh, all sunshine and roses myself. <laughs> um, it's just been a wild week. New job, so orientation is kind of difficult whenever you come into a new workplace. For any of you that have done that, oh yeah, there's just a lot of language that they expect you to know that you don't. Um, there's a lot of things that they take for granted, and then the lack. I'm the type of guy who you know, draw me a box, put me in the box. I'll go and, and test every boundary. I'll even put one foot over the line, but I'll stay within the box and I'll be happy. I'll find the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law every time and we'll, when, uh, and have a good time doing it. But they don't even have a box for me. And it's been, <sighs> you know, I mean, it's, for instance, when I go back in on, on uh, what will be Monday, which I think will be when someone's watching this 10 days from now, who knows? Um, so I asked, you know, what's my schedule going to be? Well, you might work three hours or you might work 10. Okay. Uh, so, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that to some people wouldn't bother them. Um, with me, it drives me up a wall. So, I don't get that. Like you're from the same background I am. I mean, you should be used to that. How many times did we hear now? Don't be in a hurry to get out of here. You didn't come to leave. You didn't, you didn't come to get out. You came to get in. Right. So true. just an, yeah. an open-ended, you know, I'm not going to tell you when this ends. So just sit there and, and like it, um, this should be, should work for you. I don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, and it has nothing to do with the fact that 20 times a day, my wife will ask me, what time are you getting off work? And, you know, I have to kindly say without being sarcastic, which works about the first two times, <laughs> I have no freaking idea. I got no idea. <laughs> you never had it so good. So, you know, um, yeah. So, no, but it's been, it's been helpful. And I know that in some ways too, Mark, I shared this with you privately. It's like, um, I think in a weird way, I've worked jobs outside of ministry yeah. even since being out of the ministry, but it was never a career, yeah. which this feels like it'll be more of a career type with a ministry on the, on the subset, yeah. which, you know, let's do a sitting on the couch, a therapy moment with soft music playing in the background. Oh, let me um, see if I'm I can. Ah, uh, uh, go ahead, Nate, just go ahead. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I'm coming to the realization <laughs> Sorry, I was not expecting this, but I love it. Um, coming to the realization that this kind of is a new chapter in life and just trying to figure out how to deal with it. So what that means and how, who knows? So come to the Hideous Pride where we have all the questions and none of the answers. And I'm we'll doing that whole, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, wow. Wow. Isn't it amazing? Just a little soundtrack makes a, makes a big difference. Yeah. 
all the difference. What if I said things like, but, but Nate, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Everything happens for a reason. Now get out there. Go take the world by the tail and watch out for what comes out from underneath tails, mostly. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it is uh, definitely... <laughs> Anyway, okay, hey, Mark, back to you. Don't uh, laugh when you want to. You laugh when I tell right, you, you to. You laugh when I think it's funny, not yeah, when you think that's it's what... funny. Um, my daughter told me that they had a guy that they had a guy preach in chapel last year who was angry, but kept talking about how much joy he had in his oh. life. It's like, like always you, helpful. You know, the problem with you young people is like you don't have the joy of the Lord. Wow. Okay, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, today we're going to talk about that, kind of that topic, and try to find a little bit of, I don't know, hope and balance in it, but if you have ever gone to church or gotten onto social media, and you've just been having one of those days, right, like, and then you yeah. see people's posts on Instagram, their reels, their videos, their pictures, and their life is perfect, or yeah. you, it's Monday morning and your church services the day before were slightly better than purgatory. And then you see the guy the next town over, you know, the Holy Spirit blew through here last night. And you're like, he was so right. close to me and he passed me by. Right. Weird. And then like everything, you know, we had full altars and, and full pews and you know, the spirit was great and everything was wonderful. And you're like, what am I even doing? But if you ever get on the other side of that, most of it's just, it's just not true. You sit on a throne of lies. Right. It's just not true. So why don't you talk to us about this, Nate, while I sit here and bleed? Why don't you talk to us about <laughs> what we mean by... You don't have to lie to me, or you don't have to tell me the truth. Just don't right. lie to me. Just don't lie to me. So a few things about this generation that'll lead us to the point. Mm. So back in the, when we were graduating high school time, Mark and reality TV was just taking off. Every friend group said the same thing. We would be an amazing reality TV show, right? Right. Because every friend group, I don't care who it is, they've got the funny guy, you know, the semi-hot girl who thinks she's a 10, right. but she hangs out with the two. So she, you know, she's right. bumped up higher. Um, it's got the funny guy, the sports guy, the angry guy, you know, and we would just be a great reality show. Mm. And then, uh, but now it's, you know, and we've did this in the past couple of weeks with our private messages. It's, it's this, um, you know, yeah, you really enjoy our podcast, but let me tell you what, if you could really see our private messages, man, they would shut us down. Right. <laughs> Although that's true, we're not alone in that. I guarantee Correct. you every group of people anywhere, yes. if we saw your private messages, um, we would think less of you or more highly. Um you know, Mark and I would never have a podcast again, although you would get the greatest laughs you've ever had. Okay. Uh, we may gain followers. Who knows? I mean, I'm looking you know. for the mute button on my thing here. Yeah. So, so, but um, also going back to where I grew up, you know, uh, this the other day, somebody was watching Seinfeld 
And they asked me, they said, have you ever seen this show? And I'm like, seen it. It's made me who I am. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I grew up on it. We watch it every Thursday night. We weren't in church yet, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, but there's one episode. Seinfeld would always take one topic mm-hmm. that was just random and hit a home run where you wouldn't forget it. And the ugly baby episode where the people are like, you got to see the baby. And then whenever they would show the baby that I don't even think they actually showed the baby, but everyone knew because they would think of the ugly baby that they. Saw. Yes. Yes. And it was like, oh, right. And so we're not going to mention names, but how this title came to mind kind of for me, all the church thing is one of it. But the other one is, is we have a huge variety of friends, Mark. And um, most of them have kids, probably 95% plus. And if you have kids, you know, some things they grow out of, some things that they don't. (laughs) But it amazes me how people will put pictures of their kids and, you know, hey, you don't have to, you know, tell people the truth. Right. Right. Like you don't have to say, hey, I hope she grows out of that. Or I hope he (laughs) grows out of that. You don't have to say that. But the comments drive me nuts because you'll see people that'll be like, oh, what a sweetheart, the most beautiful child I've ever seen. And you're thinking, no, it's not. No. You know, maybe if you were honest with this person, they would start working on personality classes and make this world a better place. But lying to them is not helping at all. So sorry, we're in a bad place. That may have been too far. I'm just trying to tell you. That you don't have to tell me the truth, but when you lie to me, it drives me nuts. And then you yeah. see these pastors who, if I called them on the phone on Wednesday, they would be dejected and despond, you know, like, oh man, what a. But then when I saw your Facebook or your Instagram, it was the greatest day of all time. Right. But when I talked to you on Tuesday, three families left the church, you didn't make budget, and you're going to have to go get a side job. I mean, right. You didn't have to tell me that on Sunday, but you also didn't have to lie to me. Right. Um, so <laughs> I just set you up for more despair, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for that. Take that home. Well, you, you know, I, yeah, the, social media only just magnifies the problems that we already have. And so it's a, it's the great Petri dish for us to be able to examine it. But, you, you know, you know what's going to happen every time a, a girl or a woman posts a new pro hashtag new profile pick. Yes. What is expected is you want everybody to tell you, to affirm you, to right. affirm you. You're not looking for someone to say, wow, nice try. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you want someone to say beautiful, stunning, gorgeous. The truth is those words don't mean everything, anything. If everybody's beautiful, stunning and gorgeous, what we don't seem to be able, we only seem to be able to have, one of two options either people are lying to us or they're being brutally honest and that hurts but lying hurts too and uh, at least if you're brutally honest my so my wife has this thing where and, and it took me a few years to pick up on it but now even my kids pick up on it if i buy something for my wife that i'm like she's going to love this right you know like she's going to just love this whether it's food or typically if it's like some kind of food or drink item she tastes it and I'd be like, so did you like it? Did you like it? And she'd be like, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be my first choice. Now, that is my wife's way of saying, please don't buy me this again. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want to hurt my feelings. And she's 
being honest, you, you know, but you pick right. up on it anyway. So everybody knows, or at least most people know, if you're saying things like, you know, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous to every, and I know I'm not beautiful, stunning, and gorgeous, then sooner or later, everybody knows this is, none of this is real. Now, how does that apply to church? Because we're, we're not supposed to be talking about women here. Um, it's the same thing that you mentioned, right? Like yeah. pastors who feel like, pastors and Christians, because it's not just pastors, who feel like they have to pretend that their Christian life is better than it is, or people in their life who feel like the only two options are brutal honesty or false acclaim. And it's, it's a vicious, it's a vicious cycle. You know, I mean, what happens to the Bible where it says, you know, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Like it's better sometimes for someone to tell you the truth, not all the time necessarily, but, but we love kisses from enemies. Yeah. Just, just make me feel good. Um, So how, how do we see this in, in the church slash Christian, uh, Christian culture, how, how are we, how are we seeing this kind of thing taking place? I think one of the things, I believe it was Andy Stanley who said this and when we were talking, I wrote it down because it came to my mind, you know, what gets rewarded gets repeated. Mm. And it's so simple, so profound and true is that when we are commenting or, you know, what your wife said was completely what, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Is that she didn't have to tell you the truth, but she didn't have to lie to you. So she let you know in her own way, like, hey, I, you know, I really do appreciate you getting me this can of pop, but don't ever buy this again. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, because because she didn't want to hurt your feelings. She was thinking, and I think in the church realm, when, you know, we get up and we, we will scream versus like speaking the truth in love. Um, well, when you lie to people, you cause them harm overall. And ultimately you're just performing. That's the biggest problem in life. That's what people have with Christianity in general is they think we're not living a real genuine life. We're not real people. We're just performing. Um, When you adopt this mindset of I'm, you know, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So I'm just going to lie to them in the long run. You're actually causing them more harm. So um, when you are uplifting and, 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 and posting comments underneath things that you know are not helpful and are not true and someone's just cr- crying out for help and you think the best way to do it is to affirm them, you actually are causing them the next time that they need help. Well, I'm just going to do this again. Yeah. Um, and, and so is it wrong for a pastor on a rough Sunday to post a picture saying, man, I needed church today, or I was so glad when, you know, the verse about, you know, I was glad when they said, come into the house of the Lord. No, that's not wrong. Right. Right. But what is wrong is when you take it to the next level to try to prove to the people that left your church, you made the worst decision of your life. Um, Also on the flip side, I was thinking of, of this Mark, and I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, and we're not here to try to beat up on pastors where, you know, you are one. Yep. Um, I'm speaking at a church um, next week. So uh, when you all have seen this, the video will probably be up unless, you know, I can convince them to take it off YouTube. But, um, you know, and, but 
I had a, I had a couple situations when I was pastoring where people boldface lied to me. Yeah. I had two situations where, um, we were moving buildings at one point. And so I specifically talked to one of the men in our church about it. And I remember him looking me dead in the eyes and saying, I will follow you anywhere. Yeah. And literally I, within three months, I think it was one month later, um, one of our services was over and he said, I want to talk to you. And he left right away, which, Hey, if you're going to leave a church right when service is over, not the best time to tell the pastor, just a thought. The only time that's possibly worse is right before he's about to get up and speak. Also had that happen. Joyful. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, you know, um, but, and then I had another situation with the man who it was, a, we were conversating through text messaging and I am what I never forget. I am 100% behind you. And he never came to church one more time. And if he did, it was only once. Okay. Now, in both of those situations, did I need those pe those men to tell me the truth in the moment? Like, hey, I appreciate you talking to me about fill in the blank topic, but we're not going to stick around for this. No, I didn't need that. Right. But you know what I didn't need? I didn't need full affirmation that what I was doing was a thousand percent right. Right. And then you go home and talk to your spouse or she talks to you, however that works, you know, right. and then within the time because all you did was set me up for failure right and you know so i think that that's a problem when you're lying to people mm. you know well i don't want to hurt their feelings well then don't hurt their feelings right you don't have to affirm them but if you're going to lie to them in the process you're actually causing them double the harm yes so you know um assess and it, and it harms you too like one of my favorite right. one of my favorite personal stories about how Telling a lie because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings is actually the worst thing for yourself as well. Not just for yeah. so. I um, I for years I went to the Philippines every year, and uh, I learned to like some of the food, um, not all of the food. I mean, if you, sometimes it is what it is. But I stayed one year. The pastor told me, "Oh, uh, Pastor Mark, we're going to have you stay in the home of one of our new members." Because they're big on hospitality. So I'm like, okay, that's good. It was a beautiful home, gorgeous, and they had a room for me. And I got up the first morning after I was there, and the wife was gone, but the husband was home because they had guests. And he's like, I'm going to fix you breakfast. I'm like, okay, that'd be fine. Rice for every meal. I love rice. But he was, he said, he said, I was going to make you some canned corned beef and rice. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to like, do you like corned beef? And he had such a nice face on. And I'm like, I want to be a good guest. So I was like, I love corned beef. Well, he made it and I choked it down. What I didn't know is because I had that one little lie in an attempt to be polite. Words spread like wildfire throughout the church. Pastor Mark loves canned corned beef. Nate, I don't know how many meals in the next seven days had corned beef, and it was always like, look, Pastor Mark, corned beef, you love this. Have the sloppy joke. <laughs> and at any time, I should have said I wasn't honest, but I couldn't, right? I just couldn't bring right. myself to do it, so I kept eating it, and it was, the, it was the worst week of my life for food. And none of that had to happen if I just would have said, actually, I'm not a huge fan of corned beef. Would he yeah. have been a little bit, uh, you know, disappointed? 
I don't know what would have happened. All I know is what did happen because I chose not to be honest. Um, yeah. And for the rest of the week, I had to eat corned beef. And when I went back the next year and the, the pastor said, we're preparing meals for you. I said, look, I need to be honest with you. Last year, I didn't tell the truth. I really don't like corned beef. And you know what he said? The pastor, he's like, you should have said something. Yeah. So absolutely true. And there are a lot of Christians because they've allowed themselves to get caught up in a, in a lie with good intentions behind it. And yeah. now you're stuck and you're miserable, but you don't know how to say these words. I didn't tell the truth before. Right. And so people don't need you to lie to them. Um, yeah. And they don't need you always to tell them the truth either. But sometimes a little bit of temporary pain is, um, is, is better than long-term, than long-term damage. I like what you said. A lie always does damage. It yeah. always does. Um, it made the top 10 for a reason. And yeah. just like, yeah. you know, just what you said there, I don't know what would have happened, um, but you know, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And it's a law of unintended consequences. When you yeah. lie, you have no idea the ramifications in that. When you, um, you know, every decision that I've made in my life, I've made it, I bear responsibility of that. All right. But when you tell somebody something faulty and then they go make decisions based on the information that you gave them. Right. Um, I also believe that somewhere in there, you bear some of that. If you look at definitely if church member, if you're struggling with your church and you're, you know, about to leave, I mean, it happens to everybody. All right. right. It's, it's happening to the greatest pastors ever. It's happening to the worst pastors ever. It's, it's out there. People, uh, you know, they move different things. You don't have to walk into your pastor's office a month before you leave and tell him, here's the top 20 reasons of why I'm getting out of here, because you may regret that because a year from now, you have no idea how you're going to feel. Yeah. And the last thing you need to do is tell him things that are going to be hurtful for him and hurtful for you that are not going to fix the problem. But when you're having a tough conversation for you only to share one small thing, and then when it's over, look at him and say, you know what, I thank you, you're the greatest pastor of all time, and fill in a laundry list of things to try to puff him up. And really, deep down, you know, you're just lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's going to cause so much more harm in the future. And you're, you're leaving him thinking that everything's okay when it's not. Right. And you know, does that put the full responsibility on you? Absolutely not. Cause he's a, he's a person too, but you know, it's amazing how many times you can have a conversation where I'm puffing you up, I'm blowing smoke at, towards your direction, and then you're doing it back. And we both think that this is what we want when neither of us, you know, want right. it or could care. Yep. And the ramifications of that in the back end are so harmful because then when you go to leave, what's the first thing that's going to get thrown back in your face? Right. The lie that you told recently. Like, yep. dude, I thought we were good. You literally just said to me this, right? you know, um, and that's not helpful because I don't need somebody to tell me the truth. But man, don't lie to me right. because there's yeah. nothing more harmful. We've all had, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. We've all had situations where somebody told us something that we thought was going to happen when deep down it wasn't right and it crushed us i mean i had a um 
I had a situation with the um, North American Mission Board. It's called NAM. Um, when I was pastoring in Michigan, total disaster, total egg on my face. It was a complete mess all around. But do you know why for those that were in my church at the time, and I did my best to explain it later, why I went so full throttle with it? Because I was told by the guy that was leading me what to do every step of the way. And then I was told I've been doing this a long time and trust me, you're completely good. Yeah. Totally didn't have to tell me the truth right but that lie man it really crushed me and caused yeah. a lot of damage you know and it, and it caused me to make a lot of really foolish decisions along the way yeah. and to really look like a jack donkey so insert your sound clip there oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i just read a finished reading a book the guy told a story about the brother of one of the church members and he was having a really hard time thing. I mean, it was a really dark situation, a lot of bad stuff going on in this guy's life. And this lady had been witnessing to him and trying to get him to come to church and he was starting to come around. But, um, he one day called the pastor who had written this book and he said, he said, pastor Bob, I need some help. And the pastor told him, I can't help you. And, he's, and in the book, he said the guy was a little bit surprised. Like, what do you mean you can't help me? He's like, I can't help you. Your problems are too huge. I can introduce you to the one who can help, but just so you know, I'm not that one. Like, but if you want to come and talk to me, we, I, we can talk about Christ and we can, you know, but I can't help you. And I, that was, now a lot of people might disagree with that, but yeah. any pastor who's ever set himself up as, I have all the answers to the problems, right and has actually tried and seen the disappointment and disillusionment in the eyes of the ones who come to them for help and the family members who trusted them to help yeah. um, will know that that lie doesn't do anybody any good. It would be far better to say, I can't help you, and I don't know what will happen. I do know that Christ can help you and set you free, but this isn't right. an easy road, and you're going to have to want it as bad yeah. as anything else. And so, well, if you tell people that, what will they do? Well, they won't be disillusioned for sure. Yeah. And there's a, have, have you ever seen that cheesy old movie put out by Bob Jones University, Sheffy? Have you ever seen that? I've heard of it. I don't know if I've seen it. If I, I have, actually like it. it. And it's cheesy. Okay. Like it is, it is everything a Christian movie we expect a Christian movie to be. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not even B level. It's, it's, it's horrible, but it's, it's, it's fun to watch in that movie. The, um, towards the end of his life, he's he just come back from circuit riding and his wife says, look at all these letters from people. They think, you know, they think you can help them. And he said, well, if they do, I need to go and disappoint them. And I always have liked that line. Yeah. Like he's, I can introduce them to the one who can help them, but it's not me. And man, I wish we had more of that honesty in the pulpits. Like pastors, I'm begging as a pastor myself, stop telling people, stop giving people the impression, either either out verbally outright or through your through your preaching, that you can actually solve all of the problems that exist in the pews. Right. Um, or that if you could just get somebody to pray the sinner's prayer, they wouldn't be depressed anymore. Or their drug yeah. habit would go away. 
or their mental illness would vanish like or their their same sex attraction would be would be you know gone you know right. that you have the answer to all of these problems you don't and what's the sad part is nobody needs you to say that you do right and uh, man yeah so don't you don't necessarily have to be brutally honest but just don't lie and yeah but um what are some ways that just regular everyday Christians do this, Nate? Like, how how do how do regular everyday Christians, um, as it relates to their Christian life and their Christian walk, how do you, how do they yeah. perpetrate this kind of error? Um, I would say statements like "I'm praying for you" when you're not, mm. um, telling someone that you love them when you don't. You know, it's okay, Christian, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to hate everybody, but you don't have to, you know, hey, I love you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I mean, just stop the pointless because one of the things that makes a millionaire a millionaire is the fact that we're all not millionaires. If we were, then what's the point? Right. You know, Um, and I think that that's the thing where as Christians, when we're not authentically sharing and loving our faith like we would like to um you know if, if you don't feel like witnessing that day don't um you say well nate what what kind of advice is that well what's worse than somebody with a horrible attitude or horrible disposition who's doing something out of guilt walking up to somebody and trying to be the worst used car salesman ever yeah. um it, it's just it's not helpful know where you're at and again you don't have to tell people the truth you know Hey, how's it going? Leave me alone. The worst day of my life. My wife and I fought all night and my kid woke up at 3am. Why don't you just shut up and leave me alone? Right. You don't have to do that, but you don't have to lie to people and, and say things that are so helpful when they're not right. You know, one of the things that's hard for, I think pastors on social media and, and I was this way and I'm like, I, Mark, you and I have this in common where I'm just not good at, you know, swallowing the lie you know people some people say like how are you funny i see this stuff in everyday life and i just make a joke about it because we all know it's it's junk yep and the people that i would be their pastor that would be the act like they were the most spiritual people online are people i wouldn't let watch my dog right and i'm like how is this helpful because if i know this about you then there's other people who know this about you and what do they think of not only where do you go to church, that's a small part, but what do they think about the God that you claim to serve Yeah. when you portray yourself as one thing, but anyone that knows you knows that you are not the next Beth Moore, right. that you are not, you know, the next Spurgeon, right. that, you know, you're just, you're, you know, you're all fluff and no stuff. There you go. There's your hashtag for the day. Uh, that's helpful. <laughs> you know, It'll be the but it's, the it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those things, Mark, where I just think to myself, you know, stop being an inauthentic person. And you say, well, Nate, how do I know when I've gone too far and I need to get help? Well, if you've had a bad day for a month, then possibly go get some real counsel and some real help. Yeah. But convincing yourself that every day you need to lie to people, right? How has that ever helped you? And how has that ever helped the people around you? 
it doesn't. So go on with your life, you know, be real with people. If you didn't read any of your Bible that day, totally fine. You don't need to walk into work pastor and be like, you know, I just didn't feel like reading the Bible today. You don't have to do that. But you know what you also don't have to do? You know, well, God revealed to me last night in my devotions. No, he didn't. You just read Craig Rochelle and you copied and pasted what he did. Knock it off. You know, <laughs> so I mean, yes. You know, so. Yeah, I think, and you know, so well, I'm not I'm not telling people lies. Well, if you're presenting your life in an untrue way, what else yeah. is that but a lie? Right? Correct. And it's discouraging to people. I am sometimes too honest, maybe to a fault. And I don't mean that in like a, a virtuous way, but like some, okay, maybe transparent would be the better. Like sometimes I, I get it, uh, but our church is an old church, almost 200 years old. And we have members that have been alive almost half of that time. Right? Okay. So they've seen a lot of pastors and they've heard a lot of messages. And I take it as an incredible compliment when they say to me, I'm so glad, Pastor, that you're transparent. You you let us know when you're having a bad week or when you're struggling too, and it gives us hope. Yeah. Because I don't know why pastors feel like, you know, they have to say things like, what are you doing under the circumstances? God saved you to be over the circumstances. Like, yeah. not only is that stupid, inane, illogical, and in all other ways idiotic, it's not helpful. Like, right. Because you know, if you're if you're saved, you ain't got no real problems. Um, okay, knucklehead. Yeah, they do. And right. you know, or this idea that you never get down um, because because Jesus is you know more than conquerors. And um, if you present yourself that way, you're damaging other people because everybody knows their life isn't that way. Right. Um, and you know, I would so I would say, I say what like so what 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 can we do different? Like, stop feeling like you need to post something positive about your church every week. Right. You know, you don't have to. Nobody requires that. And if you don't have anything helpful to say, also don't say things like, "Well, yeah, our attendance was down yesterday, and we didn't have any baptisms." And, you know, no one was saved, but the word of God was preached faithfully and God was exalted. So it was still a success. It's like, stop. It doesn't yeah. have to be a success every time. Right. I tell my wife, what I, and she hates it when I say it, but I'm halfway serious. When I die, I want you to put on my tombstone. My This man was almost successful at a lot of things. Right? Because <laughs> that's just like the story of my life. Um, he came so close. At least he tried. You know, like that that yeah. thing that goes around on Facebook that the little girl said, I just want to, you know, thank all the dead people because at least they tried, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. We're just trying. And I tell our church, at best, it's only going to be mediocre. You know, yeah. the spirit's not going to be through the roof. And everybody knows, I don't care how much emotion you ginned up in your church service last week. Yeah. If it didn't translate to the streets and into people's homes, it was just whatever it was, it wasn't a move of God. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. Like, at best, I'm expecting church on Sunday to just be, eh. Um, and that's okay. Then there are going to be some Sundays that are just off the rails, I guess. But you don't have to tell people 
And you don't got to get on, you don't got to get on social media and tell anybody anything about your church. Right. You don't have to, or your life. You know, you don't have to pretend like your kids are always the, the most beautiful or that you always eat at the nicest restaurants or that, you know, just, you don't have to do that. Nor do you have to get online and tell everybody, you know, like it's popular for some people to do. Like, I'm feeling depressed today. I'm feeling every post they make is a negative post. It's like, I'm going right. to mute you too. Um, right. I don't need that. Um, but man, just, just be honest about life. And sometimes the best thing to do is just to admit life really stinks. Yeah. And, you know, you, but it doesn't stink that bad. You could be like Nate, who has a camera that keeps wanting to zoom in and out. Yeah, I don't time. know what is going on. It <laughs> didn't happen before. I think it's, you know, something's going on with these plates or. Uh, oh, it's man. the devil. The devil's yeah. in the. In, in, in He's that trying apple. to stop this work. He doesn't want to see it go forward, but bless God, <laughs> God can. Well, I like your idea. I'm going to have Catherine put on my tombstone one day. He finally accomplished something. And. <laughs> He finally finished. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I just, I would love to have met the Apostle Paul when he despaired even of life. Because he said there was a time when he did. Like, we thought we were going to die. And you don't get that. Yeah. When you read Paul, you don't get the idea that he always walked around like everything was awesome. Right. Right. He just, sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was really, really awful. And we're not doing anybody any favors. We're certainly not doing the lost world any favors by pretending that being a Christian looks like one thing, only for them to find out it is not. I had a, right. I had a firefighter in my office one day whose life was a wreck, and it's part of what I do is, is in working with first responders. And I tried everything I could to talk him out of getting saved, and I know I would get, I'm going to get, you know, Someone won't like that. But like I, I was convinced that he had tried everything else and he thought if he just got saved that his life would be you know, better. And I said, yeah. I don't think this is a good idea right now. Well, why? why? I said, well, one, I can't stop you. If you want to get saved, you can get saved. But I need you to know you are going to wake up tomorrow with every problem you currently have. The only difference is you would have Christ in your life to help you but it is still going to be bloody. And now, he, the man did end up coming to Christ, and I, we have seen the Lord do some works in his life, but he still has a ton of problems. He's yeah. still got a lot of stuff he's dealing with, because that's what life is. Um, I think sometimes the problem is pastors, especially come right out of Bible college, they never actually go out and see anything about real life, and no. they live in a cocoon. And so they don't know how damaging those lies can be. Right. When you take two young people, you know, both working minimum wage jobs, but they're 19, 20, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, hey, you've never experienced life. You've never experienced any type of, you know, money, sex, whatever. But, you know, once you get married, then just go and you think about how chaotic that would be. And then you give them three years of having no idea what's going on. Most times they've got a kid by the time they're 22 or 23, and then you go put them in the ministry mm -hmm. and, and you wonder why, you know, good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, it's, it's just, it's not a real outlook on life. I mean, you're not, you don't know how to handle uh, situations. You don't know what it's like. I mean, the real world is a, is a wild and crazy place. And if you're not ready for it, oh, yeah, know. absolutely. And so I guess all we're really saying amongst all the other things that we're really saying is um, guard yourself against the tendency to lie, to look like you're reaching some kind of level of performance or perfection. If it's not true, you don't have to say it. And if the people in your, in your circle require it of you, then find a different circle. Um, you know, find, and if, if people in your circle are always doing it, maybe find a different circle. Cause it's not true. Yeah. It's just not. Um, and this is not to say that you can't praise God when something good happens um, and that you can't give a testimony when, when you have a, a wonderful Sunday uh, or that you can't post a new profile pic. Do that if you want to. But, but understand, the only reason you're doing it is for the affirmation. And you're, right. putting people, you're putting people in a spot where you're saying, I only want the people who will affirm me to comment. Right. So, you know, and so the responses you're getting, some of them are genuine because some people will love you no matter what you look like. And, yeah. but even saying that means they love you for who you are, not necessarily what you look like. Right. So, um, even when you, when you do things like that, um, you're hurting yourself. And so just be more honest about and open about life and making a plea to pastors to, to, present a a true to life picture of what your life is so people can know you know uh dr gray used to say because i think he got it from dr hiles let people know you have feet of clay but never take your shoes off and that mystique mistake stuff yeah i've talked about like no take your shoes off like literally take your like spend time in your member's life enough so that you cannot fake it like you should spend enough time with people in your church that it becomes impossible to hide your flaws. Um, yeah. And I promise you, they will love you more because you actually are a real person. Um, they don't need you to lie to them. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Final well, words, you know, final words, Nate, or we don't have to be final, but we're about it. I don't know. No. We got final words. and. <laughs> Um, we want to finish this so we can accomplish something. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think if you, so this is not a criticism of the Bible, yeah. but I could see how, when I word this, it could be one of the issues that I see with the Bible. That's hard to relate to everyday life with people is all we ever see are stories of the overwhelming or the impossible, but the disciples were with Jesus 1200 days, give or take probably a little bit less than that. And of that, how many days were just regular, average, yeah. you know, um, nothing special type days um, in the early church? How many days were just passing out food to widows and hearing complaints because sister so-and-so didn't get as much as the other person and, you know, just regular work? Yeah. 
but when we see what do we see well the stories well it's just kind of like our local news right like um people say well, why do they put all that bad stuff on there because you wouldn't watch it if it was just sister so-and-so got up at eight o'clock this morning and made it to work on time i mean right, exactly. nobody would care and so in your life everyday life is where it's at for most of us i mean the moments that are will truly remember are going to be one out of however many thousand days so you don't have to create this facade that every day is the greatest day of your life because it's just not and that's all right yep. and there's a lot of people that you won't get affirmed on facebook or you know wherever you're watching this for just being the average person or sharing an average everyday struggle as far as the outward likes but i can promise you this um you'll gain the most real reactions and conversations with people when you're just real and honest and you don't have to tell people the truth in every situation you don't but you also don't have to lie to them either right um you know when i go out to dinner with another couple you know do you can tell mark you've been there you pick up on social cues when they're fighting when something's off right do i expect them to be fighting forever no sometimes you'll hang out with people within a month's time and you'll know within that time you know we were together once a week and every time you can tell okay well the problem is when that's within that time frame when we all know that you're going through something which every couple has um when that's when you're posting the most like he's the love of my life and right that's when everyone knows, okay, something is off. Are you doing this because you're crying for help, but you're not helping the people around you. Now you, again, you don't have to be honest and you don't have to get on there and you know, he's driving me nuts or she's driving me nuts, but you're causing harm to people around you because you're giving them a false facade. You know, you're telling people maybe that aren't in your inner circle that everything is great when maybe one of those people from far away could be the person that helps you the most if they knew that something just wasn't quote unquote normal and we're causing harm to people. That's, we can make jokes about this stuff all day long. All right. We can, but when, you know, I was in a class one time, uh, hopefully this is an appropriate story. Who knows? I'll close with this, but I was in class one time where, I was sitting in the back corner of the room and the teacher up front walks in and his fly is wide open. I mean, not a little bit. I mean, wide open. And I raised my hand and I'm like, Hey, sir, can I talk to you out in the hallway for a minute? And we went back and forth for about two minutes is what it felt like. Maybe it was 30 seconds, but well, what do you need, Nate? Um, I really could, there's something important I got to talk to you about. And he's grilling me. And part of me wanted to be like, why don't I just be like everybody else in this room and let you stand up there for 45 minutes right. with your fly just wide open. But I'm actually trying to help you. Right. Well, we get out in the hallway and he's like, you know, well, what is it? <laughs> I said, uh, sir, your fly is wide open. Oh, good night. And he zips it up real quick. And, and then he's like, thank you. And then we go. But he's like, and then he, I would never forget. He goes, well, we got to talk for another minute. So people don't think it was just that. <laughs> 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 but, and that was, you know, 
And, right. and so like, totally nah, they spot on. He, he's a, but I'm, you know, we, later on, I'm thinking in his mind, he had to be thankful that I said something, but then he also had to think, why didn't the other two, maybe not everybody saw it, but you right. know, there had to be more people that saw it. But when you're letting somebody stand up front and embarrass themselves, or you're letting one of your friends do a weird social cue that is driving everybody else nuts. Yeah. Telling them, that the reason why they didn't get invited to the party and making up a lie, is that helpful? No, maybe you need to tell them, hey, look, we all love you, but we got to be honest. Your kids are an absolute train wreck and I want to invite you over. But every time that you leave my house, it's like a tornado came through. Yeah. And last time you were here, you broke five things. Can we please get to, well, what if they hate me? Okay, I'll keep lying to them and then they're destroying your house. Yeah. And every family in the church knows how much corned beef do you want to eat? Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to keep eating this corned beef and every family knows. And there's people that because you're lying to them, you're genuinely not helping them set up for real life. And we can make jokes all day long, but that's the truth. When I lie to people, I cause them harm. I don't have to tell them the truth, but I don't have to lie to them and say everything's okay when it's not okay. Because you're creating an environment where it's not okay to not be okay. And you're doing it through the guise of puffing up and lying. So take us home. No, I like it. I'm going to, we'll end with that. Uh, I don't have anything else to add, add to it. Uh, I think that was uh, astute and awesome and amazing and wonderful and beautiful. (laughs) So, uh, hey, look, on if you're watching this on YouTube, right now at the time that we're recording this, we're sitting at 11 subscriptions. And we sat there all week, not one dang new subscription in a whole week. Now, come on. No. Um, but if honestly, it would really help if, uh, if you would click subscribe if you're watching. Um, Please. We would love that. And we understand that this podcast may not be for everybody, but if you think you know someone that could benefit from it, would you share it with them? Uh, share them the, uh, the audio. Or again, don't forget, you can find it on all of your favorite podcast platforms, um, assuming your favorite podcast platforms are Apple and Google uh, or Spotify. But um, we would love to have you help us uh, get the get the word out. Um, if there is a topic that you would like us to discuss or a question, or again, we want to we wanna take any questions that you might have, um, you can send an email to thehideousbride at gmail.com. If you have a specific question for me or Nate, address it. It goes to one email address, but address yeah. it to either one of us. And uh, if you know, if you don't, then maybe we'll both try and take a crack at it. But uh, any way that we can help. We and let love. me cut, cut yep. you off real quick, Mark, on that just yes. to help somebody understand. Okay. If you ask us a question, we're not even, we won't give your name. Yes. We also will not um, say something like, you know, um, if your name is Joe, we won't say Bob reached out. And then instead of saying your church, well, the geographical area, we're not doing that at all. We would not mention anything because genuinely some of you may have questions with something that was brought up today. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about leaving the place I've attended for years. What's the best way to go about it? Yeah. No, we will make jokes in the process. Not going to lie to you there. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, we think laughter is the best medicine. Yes. Um, And if God doesn't have a sense of humor, we see it every day when we look in the mirror. Hey, oh, so where's my, I think I have, but um, (laughs) seriously, if you need any help with anything or you've got any questions, please reach out. 
If it's doctrinal, Mark is your guy oh, for the future. If it's doctrinal, Mark is your guy. Um, if it's anything Seinfeld related, you know, I'll wear my puffy pirate shirt next week. Go ahead, Mark, take it home. Oh, okay. All right. So that's all the information that we've got for you. But thank you. Hey, click like, click subscribe, click that little bell. And that way you won't miss any one of these outstanding, through the roof, off the rails, unbelievable episodes of the Hideous Bride podcast every single week. Have a good week, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>